0: Today's global payment system is neither global or a system. A system defined as a set of connected things forming a complex whole does not describe the currently siloed payment networks that lack ineffective, interconnected delivery of the demands of today's consumers. As for its global reach, due to the high costs and inefficiencies of cross-border payments, many banks, businesses, and consumers are shut out of the current system. The pain points include low speed, limited transparency, and high costs. From the current system stem a lack of a single global payments network. The fragmentation of existing network has a significant downstream impact. Primarily, it results in a marginal experience for all parties involved in cross-border payments. Without the direct connectivity between transacting parties, factors such as traceability and timing are black boxes to sending and receiving banks businesses, and consumers. Because of high processing costs from one network to the next, these costs are passed down to the end user. It limits banks' addressable market and impacts their servicing capabilities. The lack of standardization across networks impacts functionalities such as data transfer, making it unreliable for end users to send critical information with their transaction. The result is driving businesses and consumers from banks, defense, and providers that can more adequately meet the needs of the consumer. Enter XRP and Ripple.
1: Welcome back, everyone! Back this week with another installment of the Fireside Crypto Podcast. We are happy that you that we have all your attention today and that you decided to sit down and learn with us. Continuing this week with Ripple, we're going to get deep into how XRP really plays into the whole system.
0: Welcome back, definitely. Definitely glad to see that you guys are enjoying our content and uh, back listening to another show. Uh, As you guys listened to our episode on Monday about Ripple, which if you hadn't, make sure you guys do that. uh, They have created an entire system that could be poised to rival such ancient banking standards such as SWIFT that have been in place for decades and are showing their age.
1: But will it actually is the question of it all. Guys, if you didn't already listen, make sure that you give episode 17 a listen as you will be much more informed for this episode if you know what we're talking about.
0: (laughs) And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to see more of us uh, and the Fireside Crypto Podcast.
1: Yeah, guys, we're trying to build our, our following here. We've recently reached over a hundred followers on Instagram, which is amazing. Thank you all, and thank you for following. And if you haven't followed, make sure you do. If you're not, you might miss out some posts that we show with insights, and uh, we also answer questions. And you know, we sometimes can't focus all a lot of attention on things on the, for the show, but we also answer those on our social media. We also gather more information on articles there about us.
0: And also, can't forget to uh, give our itunes ratings a plug as it is one of the best way for people to find us and uh make sure you guys are following our newly created subreddit r slash fireside crypto podcast uh we post a number of different articles that we find interesting on there and that we think you guys should use and uh it's just a great way for you guys to find others in the community and to uh just just talk just talk crypto uh get involved um get involved with everyone uh, have a good old time Okay guys, so as we talked about last episode with Ripple, they have created a payment protocol called RippleNet that consists of a number of different products, all helping to achieve what eventually should be lower and faster transaction speed and fees for digital assets. Ripple has created the XRP Ledger and XRP Token that is used for the gas and transaction fees
1: on the network. As we know, Ripple does not operate as a decentralized application or a normal token, that is set up atop of the ethereum blockchain. Nope. Ripple is kind of its own thing since it uses its own consensus algorithm. The XRP token isn't an ERC20 token, a fork of cryptonite algorithm or a fork of the bitcoin proof of work algorithm instead. Ripple has created its own rules in which the XRP token operates and exists. Knowing this, let's go over how the token actually fits into the whole suite uh, or suit that Ripple has created.
0: Great idea, man. So it's pretty simple. As you guys remember, if you heard last episode, we uh, went over all three of their products. First being XCurrent. Since XRP is built upon a distributed ledger called Interledger, XCurrent does not operate the same tech as XRP, um, which uses obviously the XRP ledger. And um, continuing, while the Interledger was in fact built by Ripple, it
1: is not in control of the company Ripple Labs or its executives. As mentioned on Monday, the main goal of XCurrent is to provide interoperability between any and all currencies, not just cryptocurrencies, but having connectors that hold value in a number of currencies. XCurrent allows banks to transact with each other, even if the sender wants to pay in US dollars, but the recipient wants to receive money in Euros.
0: So while some of the hype surrounding XRP had to do with XCurrent customers, the product itself doesn't really rely on cryptocurrencies itself. Ne- the cryptocurrency itself ne- necessarily. Uh, the same being true that X-Current can handle dollars, euros, and other fiat currencies, uh, it can also handle cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ether. XRP can also be traded through the X-Current system. It should be noted.
1: Okay, cool. But what about X-Rapid? Um, so they have that. So can I send my XRP tokens through that? Through X-Current standards or what? No? Yes?
0: No, you're actually 100% right the first time, man. So a number of existing and new Ripple customers have come forward to express their interest in experimenting with the use of XRP through XRapid. Um, simply put again, guys, XRapid is a liquidity solution. Uh, companies can swap assets in and out of XRP in order to move it through um, the Ripple's X current payment protocol faster. In um, short, this means that uh, the companies can create demand for XRP on the public market. Um, While the product supports other cryptocurrencies, uh, this is why XRP has its advantages.
1: Gotcha. And, oh, this actually gives me a great uh, chance. Can I interject here for a moment? I have this quote from the CTO of Ripple, uh, Stephen Thomas, that I wanted to share with you guys, and I feel like this would be a great chance. So as XRapid represents the final stage of a consortium effort called RippleNet where XRP is the central asset connecting all of its test payment protocols, Mr. Thomas stated the following, As a store of value, as something that we are very much invested in the outcome of the doctrine of XRP, by virtue of our holding of XRP, we are obviously believers in the long-term potential of XRP to the rise in value as adoption improves.
0: Yeah, I have come across a lot of stuff like this, and it's definitely something um, that we went over last episode, and we will actually be going over more in this one. Um, But yes, it does appear that by Ripple holding such a large amount of XRP and semi-incorporating it into their systems, um, they certainly appear to be encouraging the currency.
1: Interesting, to say the least. I guess we will all have to hope for the best and keep our eyes open. With that said, we have the last major product that Ripple has, and that is Xvia. As said in our last episode, think of this as a Textra, the popular third-party SMS texting app. It allows you to send and receive messages with ease and beauty. You don't see all the complicated code and the process that are required to make sure your messages are delivered instantaneously and properly. You just get your cat GIFs.
0: GIFs, GIFs, you guys tweet us which one you say. And uh, getting back to it, that is what Ripple called, calls the Xvia product. Uh, and while the XRP token isn't required to use this service, again, it is optional.
1: So we can see that Ripple has made all their products to be interwoven and work in harmony together, including XRP, which said again, is not in their control.
0: But hey, hey guys, let me say again, really quick. I've watched a number of panels with the top Ripple brass, and they always make these points to emphasize how much they depend on XRP for their services and how they couldn't survive if XRP went bust. But I mean, I can't help but disagree. I mean, as you guys heard in last episode, and at least from afar, it seems like Ripple has almost hedged their bets against XRP. I mean, look at all of these products. Not one of them is even close to completely being dependent on it, and it basically... Um, that's their whole stack. I mean, it can operate completely without XRP. I mean, I just wanted to throw that in there, get my opinion, and make a note of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we can either hope that they're going to continue to work on the development of the protocol, but it all depends on the community as well. The community chooses to help them out, interject, use X-Rapid in different forms, or maybe even work with different partnerships or different companies like Walmart, Amazon. You know, make something where, you know, it's not just within banking, but you're able to use it more in the consumer, more with uh, the person peer-to-peer, you know. Uh, You have to find the ability not just to uh, make money now, which is what they're doing, kind of holding on, telling everyone that, yeah, you know, we're working on it. It's going to get better but they're in a position where they can easily uh, sell off and lose a lot of money, even if they did and their competitors went out, um, where does that leave XRP? And so, you know, we're able to make money now, it's at 82 cents, you know, all this is great. It was a dollar and some change in December, that's perfect. But um, when its competitors are actually uh, providing more of a service and it's being spread worldwide through more banking institutions, uh, then then what is gonna happen? And that's my concern. Um, I really think uh, BitConnect's on its way, but uh, I mean, maybe I'm just being an asshole, no offense to the Ripple community, but um, it's just some peers that I have as a concerned uh, consumer, just being honest.
0: Okay, guys, and let's get now to the elephant in the room, as I'm sure most of you familiar with Ripple and XRP are saying in your head, I don't give a fuck about this, Ripple's garbage, it's centralized, yada, 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 whatever. This section is for you. Let's get into the token distribution.
1: Now, guys, this is one of the most two-sided projects we've seen thus far. Either you love it or you hate it or you want to burn it. With this said, we're going to do our best to provide you with the unbiased objective facts about how they operate the distribution. Trust us. We will give you our opinions at the end.
0: Yeah, guys. Um, just just give us an honest listen here before taking to Twitter with our heads in your hand. Um, Okay. So starting out, to, love, to add a level of predictability to the XRP supply, Ripple has committed $55 billion of the $100 billion supply to a series of escrow accounts. Now, it's important to note that, yes, the consensus mechanisms of these escrows are built into the ledger itself and the ledger mechanics. Um, these are enforced thus by the consensus algorithm of the XRP ledger, and they will be the ultimate deciding factor of it, the release of the escrow tokens.
1: The escrow consists of independent on-ledger escrows that release a total of 1 billion XRP each month over the course of 55 months. This provides an upper limit on the amount of new XRP that can be brought into circulation. The amount of XRP recently released into circulation will be much less than this. Any additional XRP left over each month will be placed into new escrow to release in the first month in which it was currently released. Now, if I can make a quick uh, add additional tab, we just had one end uh, not recently ago that restarted again
0: and during the process of moving ripples xrp in and out of escrow they've also changed the account security model uh, the xrp ledger supports native multi-signed schemes and ripple secured the accounts uh, in the escrow um, being released using this scheme
1: so what does this really all mean well one way of looking at it is putting a limit on the amount of xrp that can be newly created each month for ripple or developments whatever they actually need it for
0: And exactly without this, I mean, Ripple and the clients could in theory draw as much and create an XRP, um, on a per need basis up to that hundred billion cap. I mean, something also interesting that you mentioned is the secondary escrow part, um, where the unspent funds goes into another, um, escrow account.
1: Yeah. It seems if they don't spend the whole billion per month, they don't just keep that. So, you know,
0: right. Um, it's like if they don't need it, it, it goes into another escrow account, which will then be released. Uh, they say the first month that escrow does not release. Um, so that basically means that all the money that they didn't spend of the billion that they got allotted each month goes into another account that then, when the 55 billion dries up, um, starts releasing to the, uh, to the network.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's all this is pretty cool and sort of props, you know, deserving for them for anything they're doing right here and what they're going over with uh, escrow and the ledger mechanics. Um, but we have to go over the escrow system in the XRP ledger as it's incorporated.
0: Excellent transition there, Christian. Uh, the escrow system consists of three layers of transactions and one type of ledger entry. Escrows can be created with an escrow creates transaction and this creates the escrow ledger entry. An escrow can then be either created or can either be canceled or finished with an escrow cancel or escrow tra- finish transaction. If an escrow is successfully finished, it delivers the XRP held in its de- destination account. If the escrow is canceled, it delivers the XRP back to the source account. A ledger can have a date before which it cannot be canceled, a date before which it cannot be finished, and a condition which must be satisfied to permit it to be finished.
1: An escrow has a time lock several different ways, but the simplest one is to create an escrow that cannot be canceled, that cannot be finished before a particular date, and requires no additional condition to finish. For simplicity, the destination account can be set to be identical to the source account.
0: While the escrow is currently being used to provide more predictability to the XRP supply, Ripple expects that escrow will increasingly be used for higher-value on-ledger and cross-ledger atomic payments using the Interledger protocol. The XRP ledger also provides payment channels for lower-value off-ledger payments, including micropayments.
1: Okay, bro, so hang on. So what is this XRP ledger that you keep mentioning?
0: Bro, it's the whole purpose of XRP.
1: All right, man, I'm a little confused.
0: Confused, man? All right, that's okay, guys. You guys might be too, as this is a pretty complex and kind of interwoven uh, subject matter, I guess you could say. Uh, so to give you guys the official definition, um, let's get started with that, and then we'll break it down later. The XRP Ledger is a decentralized cryptographic ledger powered by a network of peer-to-peer servers. The XRP Ledger is home of XRP, a digital asset designed to bridge the many different cryptocurrencies and currencies in use in the world. Ripple stewards the development of the XRP ledger and advances XRP as a key contribution of the Internet of Things, a world in which money moves the way information does today.
1: Okay, so you say the ledger is so it's safe to assume that the XRP ledger is basically the XRP blockchain?
0: Sure, for simplicity's sake, let's say that. The ledger keeps track of the XRP token, which is then the traceable asset among the chain. And every with every cryptographic blockchain nowadays, you can expect the same list of features coming from the companies such as censorship resistant, which is important for what well, we'll touch on later, fast and efficient consensus algorithms and another other headline grabbing features, uh, which actually happen and are real and stick it out. Let's find out now.
1: Okay, bro. So I'm kind of super confused now. So we have Ripple, which is a company that created XRP. Is essentially just a company that is looking to provide banks with a faster way to move money. And then we have XRP, the tokens, which is the tradable asset upon the XRP ledger. And then we have the XRP ledger, which is then the blockchain, which is the track, which tracks everything related to XRP and what's going on with the token.
0: So the XRP ledger, just think of it as literally uh, the, just the book that Keeps track of everything going on across the world and across the ledger. I mean, you basically had it right on, man. Um, you, that's exactly how they intended to operate. Uh, they have Ripple, which is the company designed to help the banks and help financial institutions provide cross-border payments. And then you have the number of product suites that help enable such things. Uh, one of those things being in their product suite, the XRP ledger, which then has the XRP token and it's, it's a convoluted mess. Everyone, um, make just also make sure that you guys are making the distinction that, um, when you are investing like as in buying the XRP token, you are in fact only buying the XRP token that is used on the XRP ledger, which is that only product of Ripple. You're not buying into Ripple. You're not buying into XCurrent or any other other products. You are simply only buying into the XRP ledger.
1: Also, guys, it's nice time to mention that uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which you can interact with us easier. It's at fireside underscore crypto. You can also interact with us on Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and uh, Twitch at Fireside Crypto. Um, Please make sure you leave us a rating on iTunes and on Overcast. You can find us at Fireside Crypto Podcast. Also, another way to interact with us is on our subreddit, which is our Fireside Crypto Podcast. There we'll we'll post our episode as well. Uh, We have uh, opinion talks. We have open community. And it's just a good way to continue just learning with each other, helping each other learn, and continuing that growth.
0: So we have spent some time going over how Ripple is similar to common cryptocurrencies and how it is different. Let's go more into depth about how it is different. Let's go into the algorithm that Ripple has introduced into the XRP ledger that allows the network to operate in what they call a fast fast and, I mean, at least semi-decentralized fashion.
1: As stated by Alex, the XRP ledger's biggest difference from most other cryptocurrencies is that it uses a unique consensus algorithm that does not require the time and energy of mining, the way Bitcoin, Ethereum, and most other such systems do. Instead of a proof-of-work or even a proof-of-stake, the XRP Ledger's consensus algorithm uses a system where every participant has an overlapping set of trusted validators, and these trusted validators efficiently agree on which transactions happen in what order. As of early 2018, the amount of electricity the Bitcoin network uses per transaction is more than a family in the United States uses in an entire day. And confirming those transactions takes hours. A single XRP transaction uses a negligible amount of electricity and takes four or five seconds to confirm.
0: Exactly, guys. Uh, Furthermore, each new ledger version in the XRP ledger, which is, I mean, the equivalent of a block, I guess you could say, contains the full current state of all the balances and so that the server can synchronize with the network in minutes instead of spending hours downloading and reprocessing the block and the full transaction history. If you're looking for more information on this, guys, be sure to check out XRP's ledger consensus algorithm and uh, the XRP ledger consensus process at ripple.com.
1: I mean, good to see that they're making some strides in the energy usage. But as we said last week with Omis Go, which is, by the way, if you haven't heard it, have a listen. Alex did a great job going over Omies Go and the OMG network, which you should definitely listen after this one. Anyways, as we said last week, there are still untested, unverifiable, secure networks. Whether these will actually be impenetrable and secure, well, it's yet to see.
0: True. And while time has been nice to them so far, it only takes once. And with so much money and major clients at stake here, the, def- the
1: pressure is definitely on the team. Okay, so getting back to the supply part that we brought up in the beginning. So yes, the XRP token does in fact have a finite supply. However, one huge aspect that does not appear in other token distribution models is that the supply to the general public is subject to change.
0: Yes, guys, you heard him right, subject to change. So while we will go over the full set of rules that Ripple has in place for XRP in a bit, keep in mind that these are just... Mere guidelines really. Um, they're not hard and fast rules. They're not the code is law scenario that we've seen in the past. They're just, you
1: should do this or stuff like that. Yeah, well, anyways, here are the factors related to the supply of XRP. Okay, so first, sending transactions in the XRP ledger destroys a small amount of XRP. Senders choose how much to destroy with certain minimums based on the expected work of the processing for the transaction and how busy the network is. If the network is busy, potential transactions that promise to destroy more XRP can be cut in front of the transaction queue. This is like an anti-spamming measure to make sure that this is an anti-spam measure to make it prohibitively expensive to DDoS attacks to the XRP ledger network. For more information, see transaction costs at the ripple.com/build
0: also note worth noting, guys, that each account in the XRP ledger must also hold a small amount of XRP in reserve. This is an anti-spam measure, again, to disincentivize making the ledger data occupying too much space. Um, however, XRP ledger validators can vote to change the amount of XRP required as a reserve um, to sort of compensate uh, for the changes in XRP's real-world value. Uh, just note, guys, the last time that this did happen was December of 2013 when the reserve requirement decreased from 50 XRP to 20, uh, guys, if the reserve requirement does in fact decrease XRP, um, has that has previously been locked up by the reserve in your wallet, uh, will become available again and in your
1: wallet to spend. Finally, as we talked about earlier, let me mention again for the clarity, Uh, And to clarify that, yes, Ripple, the company, holds a large reserve of XRP in escrow. At the start of each month, $1 XRP is released from the escrow for Ripple use. Ripple uses XRP to incentivize growth in the XRP ledger ecosystem and sells the XRP to institutional investors. At the end of each month, any remaining XRP the company does not sell or give away is stored into escrow for another 54-month period. For more information on Ripple's escrow policy, see Ripple's escrow's $55 billion XRP for supply productability, predictability. For more information on that technical capabilities for that escrow feature, just go to ripple.com slash build escrow.
0: Okay, guys. So we have gone over how XRP works in Ripple and their entire suite of products, how Ripple the ledger operates, and as well as how the token fits into it all um however we can't help but draw some similarities to omai's go which we saw in episode 15. i mean here so ripple does in fact operate a decentralized exchange like we saw there and i mean here christian would you mind reading that excerpt from the site
1: no problem one of the biggest features that sets the xrp ledger apart from other cryptocurrency networks is that it also contains a full currency exchange that runs on the xrp ledger within this system businesses typically called gateways, can freely freely insure any currency they want to customers, and those customers can freely trade issued currencies for XRP or other issued currencies issued by any gateway. The XRP ledger can execute atomic cross-currency transactions this way, using orders in the exchange to provide liquidity.
0: So, I mean, essentially they're creating um, something that can sort of be seen, seen as a form of a plasma network or like a plasma chain, I mean, a little bit more centralized and uh, has a custodial aspect, but I mean, certainly uh, similar. Issued, uh, issued currencies can also be traded in XRP or each other in the XRP ledger's decentralized exchange. The, in a typical model, an issued currency is tied to holdings of a currency or other assets outside of the XRP ledger. And the issuer or of the currency, otherwise again known as the gateway, handles the deposits and withdrawal to the exchange currency outside to the XRP ledger for the equivalent balances of the issued tokens in the XRP ledger. Um, for more information, guys, on how to run a gateway, see the gateway guide. And there are other use cases um, for using the issued currencies within the XRP ledger. Uh, for example, you can create um, an initial coin offering, which I mean, I guess I... I never really thought that I would hear those, those words come, come out of XRP's mouth, but I mean, we did. Um, but I, I mean, it's certainly cool that we have some actual, like, we, it's actually working here. We actually have people using Xcurrent. We have people using these products that Ripple is offering. We have a working prototype, which is, I mean, something that can't be said about other products. Now, before we get ahead of ourselves, guys, um, we have a whole section dedicated to what actually is uh, in production and available available to test. Um, but we have to go over that controversy part that we foreshadowed earlier. Um, as we said, Ripple has that escrow system of tokens that is their supply um, mechanism, really their supply control mechanism. Um, but how does that actually relate to the real world?
1: So, of the fifty-five billion escrow. Around 6.25 billion of the XRP are in control of the Ripple company, and about 38 billion went into the business development or agreements, many of which are still pending. It is
0: this 38 billion that we have to pay close attention to, guys. So, um, this was dedicated to developing the network and expanding it and everything and such. Um, and it has is, been issued certain amounts to certain people to achieve these goals. And of these people is Chris Larson, who has been awarded at least 12 billion XRP, um, 7 billion of which he donated to the Ripple Foundation for what he called financial innovation, which again is a little weird because I thought that's what he got the money for in the first place. But whatever, moving on. Um, that left with with Chris Larson with 5.1 billion XRP in his own possession. Next, we have Jed McCaleb, the now founder of Stellar and owner of over 5.3 billion XRP tokens.
1: Now, it is worth noting that Jed has agreed to sell these under set circumstances and prices. Another 2 billion XRP were donated by Jed McCaleb to a donor advised fund. The third co founder, Arthur Brito, also owns a large amount of XRP.
0: A total of 20 billion XRP tokens were awarded to just these three co founders. Now, guys, currently, Ripple Labs has a CEO, Brad Garlinghouse. You might be wondering, where's his cut? How much How much does he have? Uh, a little side note, uh, that amount is undisclosed. Um, we can just assume that it's probably
1: significant. Yikes, man, undisclosed for a CEO, but all right. So it's safe to say that even after a bit of a trickle sales of the co-founders, less than 20 billion XRP, or 20%, by people other than the aforementioned. Hmm. Definitely not rubbing me the right way, man.
0: Bro, don't also forget that included in this 20 billion XRP are also institutions, banks, and charities that would have made business development agreements with Ripple Labs in the past. For example, IBM's World Community Grid that received 134.5 million XRP tokens in March of 2014 that would then also be included in that 20 billion.
1: Wow, shit, man. This is something else. I hope you're listening and paying attention, Firestar Crypto family.
0: Okay, bro, we have one more thing that we have to make sure that we share with our listeners, as it is one of the most common arguments I see against Ripple and XRP. The
1: centralization
0: the centralization aspect. So is it really as centralized as they say, man?
1: Well, it depends on who you ask and in what context. So the core server of the XRP ledger, which is their peer-to-peer network, is Ripple. Anyone can, in fact, run their own Ripple server That follows the network and keeps a a complete copy of the XRP ledger. You can even have your server take part in the consensus process.
0: Where it gets interesting, however, is the validator aspect. According to Ripple, the robustness of the XRP ledger depends on an interconnected web of validators who each trust a few other validators not to collude. The more operators with different interests there are who run the validators, the more certainty each member of the network can be that it will continue to run impartially. If you or your organization relies on the XRP ledger, it is in your own interest
1: to contribute to the consensus process. But with one major caveat, if you keep researching like we do here at the Fireside Crypto Podcast, in order to, again, provide you with the best, more factual information, you see that they state in plain day that, at present, Ripple, the company... Cannot recommend any validators aside from those in a default validator list. However, we are collecting data on other validators and building tools to report on their performance. For metrics on validators, see validatorsripple.com.
0: Ah, yes, guys. That's right. So, in essence, Ripple controls all of the transactions that go through its network and eventually get confirmed and validated. Yes, that is true by controlling not only the number of validators, but also the ones whose opinion or work gets taken into consideration as they have effectively erased any and all of that censorship resistance that they were flaunting about earlier. Um, While they said that this is a temporary thing and that they plan to convert the validators back to the people and the network and anyone can join, um, we can really only focus on what's in front of us and the history that we've seen.
1: Now, while you can still operate a validator and Ripple Labs encourages it, it's really like you are just a voice in the back of the locker room while the team is out in the field in the huddle.
0: Great analogy, man. Really drives the point home for you guys. Yeah, guys, as you guys can see with certainty now, Ripple is in fact a sort of operating a centralized currency XRP. The XRP ledger is definitely centralized. I mean, Uh, They definitely tried to give it the impression of distributed and decentralized, which I mean, I guess distributed, it is distributed in that sense. But when you get to the decentralized aspect, it's definitely anything but. However, with all the hype and attention around it, I mean, it can't be the third largest crypto by market cap for nothing, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, that's a strong statement, bro, but I wouldn't agree with that uh fear and uncertainty is powerful animal especially fud uh, as you guys know i know firsthand that negative posts on reddit of ripple and xrp get downvoted and people don't see the true info sometimes
0: i mean that's true i i can speak from experience i've seen stuff like that happen off all the time Um, I know back before the show had started, um, I actually did have some money in XRP and I did thought it had potential. And I mean, hang on guys, just a, just a little side note here for the point. uh, I honestly do still think that they have potential. That, that is my opinion. That's Alex's opinion. Um, Not of the show, not Christian's. That's just mine. Um, While the centralization aspect is an issue for me, um, it is an issue that I think isn't going to inhibit their growth and success. Um, I don't believe that, it's something that banks actually care about. And I mean, maybe that's the point that the people in the banks really just don't even care about decentralization.
1: Bro, I think you're getting into a whole other topic. But yes, uh, plus we're going from point two cents over to $3. <laughs> it's certainly something that is bound to attract attention for noobs.
0: I mean, if that's not the truth, I don't know what is uh guys that's i mean this is the main reason that we created the fireside crypto podcast here so so we guys can give you the most informed research-based information on decentralized ledger technology and crypto projects going on
1: exactly guys and wrapping this up uh this is another perfect example of something that requires you to do your own research and due diligence uh before putting in your hard-earned money into something that you can uh You know that could be nothing other than the college student you know can create a website so you know make sure you're investing in the right areas
0: i can't stress that enough guys um as as we're going over everything from ripple and xrp and closing out this series of the last two segments um we see that ripple labs was created to encourage cross-border payments and make it more secure fast and reliable I mean, we've seen that they've done this through a number of internal projects, such as XCurrent and XVia, and some external projects, such as the XRP Ledger, um, which, as we got, as we heard earlier, enables cross-chain atomic swaps of fully decentralized digital assets safely and with trust. Uh, that decentralized aspect, again, we'll see that we'll see how that works out. However, we see that they have achieved something of such complexity um, and. I mean, every something of this complex isn't obviously without flaws. Um, as the current system, Ripple Labs and the XRP Ledger operates, leaves us with a highly centralized model with little intervention from the public, unfortunately.
1: And five star crypto family, that wraps up another week here at the five star crypto podcast. Stay tuned next week, where we'll be going over digital cash and any other and in, and if any actually have offering that live up to the name.
0: Yeah, guys, I'm really excited for next week. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram so you guys don't miss out on when we post on Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Central.
1: Yeah, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Overcast. Also, you can reach us at on Twitter at, at fireside__crypto where we can easily interact with each other. Uh, we interact with the other community members and just try to learn with each other. We also have our subreddit, which is our Fireside Crypto podcast um, where you can see more of our Post uh, more of our you know, articles that we like to read, and you can directly talk to us. And from the Five Star Crypto Podcast, I'm Christian.
0: And I'm Alex, signing, signing off. off.